All right, all right, we locked in right now. It's the Will One Podcast. Got a special guest in the cut. You know what I'm saying? And this is Aaron right here. You know what I'm saying? How you, you know, good, how man. you doing, fam? Thanks for having me. You know, and you know what I'm saying? We're just going to get right into it. You know what I'm saying? We are like a thing we always do on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the early life, you know what I'm saying? Growing up, where you grew up, you know what I'm saying? Family life, you know, siblings, all that. You know what I'm saying? Let me hear about it. Uh, early life? Um, yeah, you know, I grew up in, uh, I was born in Trinidad, uh, Trinidad and Tobago. All right, sure okay. If you know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, um, my parents divorced when I was six, and then my dad took my brother and myself over to Canada. So I was right, ra- I came over here in grade one. Um, yeah, definitely a culture shock. It was cold, came in the middle of the winter, 1993. Um, early life, man. My life was good. Um, didn't have much issues growing up. Um, had a typical childhood. Had had a support supporting family. Grew up with my uh, my dad and my stepmom. I eventually had um, some siblings join the party. Um, but yeah, nothing too crazy. Um, where it got kind of crazy for me was more of high school. You know, from grade one all the way to grade eight, I would say. I was pretty much a good student, 80, 80 honor roll student. Oh, was, shit. That, yeah. That's lit, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Low-key, I always strive for that. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I always fucked up a little bit. In middle, <laughs> in middle school, I was... Uh, most people don't know this about me, though. But in middle school, I was um, in the gifted program and got good marks. My dad was pretty strict when it came to school. Um, I was able to play sports, but always had to come back home. So, grew up on Eglinton West. Um, Keelan Eglinton, to be exact. Okay, um, So a good, good neighborhood, but it had its, it had its downside in terms of, um, you know, gang affiliation, drug use, drug dealing, <laughs> everything that you you know, inner city stuff. Yeah, but we were immune to it. So just life never, never crossed my path. I had no interest in that. I was always into sports at a very high level. Um, I ran track and field um, for a good part of my life competitively. Um, you know, I used to train at York University, have my own personal coaches, um, you know, in high school, made it to OFSA. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? How was that OFSA experience? Because, you know, <laughs> low-key, I made it to OFSA one year in ball, but, like, you know. Yeah, OFSA, OFSA for track and field is, is different because it's, it's you're doing it by yourself. It's a it's an individual sport. Yeah, a solo sport. It's a yeah. solo sport. So just to get there was crazy. So, like, from grade one to, like, grade eight, I was like top in the district for running. Okay, okay. Um but then when I got to high school it got a little bit more challenging. So in grade nine I was um well how does it go? I was city champion and then I was regional champion in the two and the four hundred meters. That's that was my race. Um but then when I went to OFSA I placed fourth uh fourth in both events. So just missed the podium. Ah. But when I got there I wasn't that focused, to be honest. Um you know, it was the first time getting away from the parents. You know, you're traveling. Went to um, Belleville. Felt like a rock star. That, trust me, yeah, that's yeah. how the Asa feel. School, does school gave me like eight hundred spent dollars spending money. Yeah, they give you a little per diem here. Yeah, like, yeah, oh shit, you feel like you're a real pro and athlete. A, and I was the only one in my school that made it. So I was there with a bunch of students from all over. But I, and I met people throughout the whole build up to it, the regionals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I just, you know, so I missed my curfew one night. 
Um, and that's kind of like that officer experience that I'm telling you, that's where my life kind of like changed because um, my principal at the time, he was a little hater. I don't know why, but I missed my curve. It's always one of those. <laughs> Yo, this guy, uh, if I see him now, it's on. <laughs> it's on site. I don't care. <laughs> Big man life or not. <laughs> Sky, yo, give me the worst. So, anyways, this story is crazy because I went to officer, missed my curfew, so came back to school um, that year. They took away um, after the year from me, whatever. I don't care. But um, then they, they they said, "Oh, you're suspended from sports for a whole year." I was like, "Yo, that's crazy." See, the thing about the school that I went to, it was York Memorial. They always had a thing about the black kids. Like, anytime we did something, like we wore a hat in the hallway or, you know, just something, they will always take extreme measures. It was amplified. And, yeah, and try to give you the worst punishment. So it's like a judge sentencing you. It's like two to five years. They're giving you five plus nah, maybe two more. They're giving you the max. The max <laughs> on everything. So, yo, this guy uh, took sports away from me for a whole year. See, the thing about sports for me growing up was because my dad was so strict. So my dad comes from like a military background, Coast Guard, Army type thing. On top of that with the Caribbean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a, that's so, what I'm saying. It's so, a double whammy right there. And he was that in the <laughs> Army. So they always come with this extra, extra strict. Mm. And school was everything. So I always got good marks. But he, sports was like, yeah, I'm free. They took that away from me for a year. Holy shit. Like, took me like... Eight years to recover. Oh, wow. And when I say eight years to recover, like, I was bad. Like, the next year, like, I got into smoking weed. Mm. Never played sports in high school ever again. Teachers were begging me. They were begging me to come back, the, like, the next year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, nah, I'm over it. Like, I lost the love for You it. lost the passion. I got angry. I was in the streets. Uh, I was, like, I smoking just... weed, hanging out. My See. marks went from an 80 average to a 20 average. See, like, that's yeah. the crazy thing about sports. Like, I was even thinking about it the other day with myself because, like, mm. I noticed, like, the less I was playing sports, like, when I stopped playing, like, you know, like, OBA basketball yeah. and shit like that, I had more time where I'm outside. And then it's funny, like, my mom used to say this little, like, saying, like, you know, these Jamaican sayings where it was like, the devil finds work for idle hands. Facts. And, like, that's what it was when I was, like, it was just, like, that whole experience of going through that, and I realized that as I've gotten older, sports kept me out of trouble. Yeah, because it it's true. it's positive, positively spending my time. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying doing something that can help me get better somewhere. Because like the same thing that you said, sports will take you somewhere, even if it's not somewhere far, but it'll take you out of like the little section where you're at. Because sometimes that's all you need. It's like, therapy you know? at the end of the day, bro. Like people don't understand. Like you know, you grow up, you're growing up in the hood. You have only two options. You know. Try to get out, and you're squeezing through the small little tube to get out, or you're going to get swallowed by the beast. And if you're not cautious enough, that beast is always on your back. So for me, because I was doing so well at sports, mm-hmm. like when I'm like captain of the basketball team, officer, like I'm on everything, volleyball team, we're traveling, we're doing everything. <clears throat> um, sports was just my happy place, you know what I mean? And like... I was always angry at my dad because he was so freaking strict. Yeah. Um, but I know he was doing the right thing. Like, we had to do, like, homework on top of homework. So I have homework from school. Then my dad would have his own homework for me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was making you know, sure you guys are on point. Yeah, like, there's, you know, no, there's no messing up. I was always ahead of the class as well. So 
It was crazy. It was, it was some weird, yeah. weird thing. It wasn't that I was smarter than everybody. I was just ahead of everybody. Because you're just doing, you're putting in more hours. I'm just putting like, in more you know? hours, you know. But it, it, it comes around full circle in my life, though. Because now my work ethic is exactly what was instilled in me from day one, right? But at that time, I was fighting it because I wanted to be a kid. But like, that's the thing. Sometimes it's like you, you don't know what's good for you until you realize it's good for you. Exactly. You know, because like to use it. these habits that you're learning for such a young age, because it's kind of funny. Like when I think about when you say that, because like my pops, he's not a strict dude like mm-hmm. that at all. But like one thing that he instilled in me that I didn't even think he like intended to do mm-hmm. was that get up early and get it like yeah. you know resilience like, right that's how he always was like i remember waking up like 6 30 in the morning pops already downstairs getting ready to go to work Facts. so it was like for me and then as i got older especially with doing the ball thing it's mm-hmm. like all right he's getting up that this time all right let me go to the gym at this time because yeah. like i might as well like you know and it's just like little things like that and i feel like even to this day it's like I want to be most productive when I'm in the morning, like, you know, getting yeah. up and getting it. So it's like, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you get to know me, you know, I'm, a, I'm straight in the morning. I get it done. T- see, that's I wake the best up every time. day at 4 a.m., get it done. I'm in the gym by 5, 5.30 every morning. Oh, wow, you locked in. You locked in. Sometimes I do two a days in the gym. Yeah, I don't play. You locked in. Li- I like to take my days off, no cap. I'm not going to lie uh, to you. I like to, I like to go to sleep those, when those. I die. I'm done. No I can't day. even. I can't no even blame day, you on that. No I can't day, even blame you on that. You know no what I'm saying? Day. You know what it is too. It's just like yeah. Just to circle back to that story because I want to finish that quick. Yeah, yeah. Because that's gonna lead up to everything else that we talk about. So went on a terrible streak. <clears throat> so smoking weed. My dad wasn't for that. My dad ended up kicking me out in grade ten. I've never been back home to my family house since grade ten. Oh shit. I'm 35 next week. So oh that, my right? god. So. Haven't been back home since 16. That's what you call getting out of the mud. And what you have to understand is I have a 15-year-old son, so I'm looking at it like, wow. No. <laughs> My son is the age that I got kicked out. I, I, he, you think he, he could survive? No, he can't survive. So I got kicked out of my house at in grade 10, living in a group home. So now I'm like working jobs to make money. Going, still trying to finish high school. I finished high school late, actually. I ended up graduating high school like twenty years old. Yeah. I oh finished. shit! I graduated high school when I was twenty, maybe nineteen, going on twenty, and my son was already on the way. I'm telling you, I went on a terrible streak. Well, like, like they're L's after L's, 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 heavy hells. Like barely finished high school, then. Um, you know, I got lucky one summer. I got into TTC as a summer student, and that's when things started to turn around because I was making decent enough money. My son was just born, and I'm like, okay, can't fuck this up now. You know, I threw <laughs> all my sports away because I was angry at the world. Um, I was living in a group home. You know, surrounded by like drugs, guns. A couple of guys in the group home that I was in the group home with got murdered at like 17, 18. So I was down that path. I was like, yo, I can't. This is too much right now. So that summer job kind of separated me from everybody. Mm-hmm. My son was born, and I just locked in. I was making like 24 bucks an hour at that time. I'm like, yo, this is good money. Yeah. Yeah. So my contract was $15,000 for the summer. Um, I ended up saving $11,000 of it. It's not what you make. It's what you save. It's, it's not what you make. It's what you keep. Facts. And then... Um, I ended up buying a car for fifteen hundred bucks, so I felt liberated and free. I'm like, yeah, I got something for myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I had like ten grand left over, so then I started a party and promotion business where we we uh, would bring down artists, 
um, rent out clubs like government, Bur- Blur nightclub, seven, seven, those clubs, and we'll do host parties. And I was making like three, four grand a weekend. And then, um, then I was like, all right, cool. Then I went to my friends. <clears throat> so I, I have two sets of friends. Mm-hmm. So I have the hood <laughs> friends, and then I have a group of friends that grew up in the hood, but actually squeezed through that tube I was telling you about. So they're going to they're going to UFT. Mm. And one of them is my business partner to this day. <clears throat> We're going to UFT. They're going to UFT. They're doing an economics project. They were studying real estate. Yeah. And they were going out to Hamilton to look at some real estate. And they had some money to buy some real estate. And they were gonna they were using their OSAP to buy real estate. Oh shit. And then I'm Might here, as well. <laughs> and then I'm here with my ten grand savings, plus I had another seven grand from the party, so I had seventeen thousand. So I tagged along with them, and um, I saw what they were doing, and I was like totally inspired. And it was easy stuff because obviously my dad put the fu- fundamentals in front of me, and they're crunching numbers. We're looking at numbers. Mm. We're looking at profit. We're looking at this. We're looking at that. I'm like, oh shit, I want one too. <laughs> and then, then the competitive spirit got into me, mm. and then they bought an apartment building. And I'm telling you, we're like 22 at this time. Oh shit! So they bought an apartment building. And then I went and bought an apartment building on my own. Um, and then, yeah, that's 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 my story. And I never looked back from there. So basically, I had I had, I had had everything in terms of sports. Yeah. Had scholarship. I was going to go to Mississippi State and those things for track. I, um, oh, shit. It was, really it was real, real yeah, it was deal. Real, it was real. It was real. Schools were looking at me from early, grade nine. I was getting calls. I went down to Toledo, Ohio, ran some meets. I was talking to like Nebraska, um, Ohio, just a bunch of schools. It was early though, just introduction stuff. Yeah, um, but still, but I threw that all thing. away because I was angry and upset and said "fuck the world" and you know, but like blew it the, up. The crazy part about it is though, like you know, like we were talking about earlier, like you know, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens. You for know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe those were your passions as you were younger. Maybe still are, like low key. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you realize that probably wasn't for you and then you kind of like found something that you just just kind of just fucked with if i was an athlete it wouldn't have finished good for me because i have an addictive personality so mm. you know the, the fame and all that i would have been like it wouldn't be it wouldn't been a good combination no i wouldn't have been oh see that's no. what i mean everything happens for a reason look at this i would have been like saying, i would have been on tmz for sure oh god <laughs> 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 I would have been doing some reckless things because <laughs> you gotta understand. I went to Opsa, and the reason why I broke curfew because I was partying like a rock star. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can't lie. That Opsa feel does make you feel like that. Yeah, You're does. gone. You know what I'm saying? The hotel. They say just be in by this time. I have, a, I like, have a very addictive personality. Whatever I go into, I go into it hard. So if it's negative, I'm going to be the worst at it. I'm going to be the, a beast at it. But I just try to keep myself on positive things now because. Yeah, that's just the way to go. It's like, just the way you know to go. You saying? have to. You have and, to. and we get older now, so it's like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we get older. No, no yeah. time to be on that negative shit all the time. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So that kind of was that kind of spun into how I ended up in my career. I got into my career kind of by fluke, but being ready at the same time. See, like that's a funny thing. Like you know, one saying that I love to stay like live by is like you know, stay ready so you don't got to get ready. Stay ready so you don't have to. And, like, that's, like, exactly what you said. Because, like, even though it was a fluke, you were ready for this. I was ready because I knew, like, okay, I got a job. But I need to save as much as I can because I only got myself. Exactly. So what 21-year-old at that time 
had 10, 15 Gs saved up. Very few. Very few. Because I was broke as fuck when I was 21. Yeah. I, man, yeah <laughs> like, the good I, thing about me, I've never, I've never been broke in my life because I've always stayed employed. Even if it was a dishwasher job, even if I remember like working on Loblaws in the free, like the warehouse, the, mm-hmm. the whole warehouse is a freezer. And my oh. son was just born. And I remember doing those jobs. I remember going to alternative school working this was my schedule when i was trying to finish high school i did it to myself but here we go <laughs> i went to school <laughs> 8 a.m to 3 p.m and then i my job started at 9 p.m and i got off the shift at 7 a.m and that was my schedule to finish high school so you were just sleeping between that 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 three to eight window and then then at my girlfriend at the time which is my child's mother would drive me from work to school while i'm changing in the car and boom boom, boom. yeah that was my yeah that was my that was my that's, that's, that, was, that was my that was my grind to finish high school that's dedication though because like, I, I had to finish it though like like i love that because you know I, I had a, a one homie that went through some serious dedication to finish high school and i love seeing that because i don't think people put like as much importance as it, especially when like coming from the hood, yeah. is that after a while when like you know some people are just maybe not that good at school and they feel like it's still something that you just want to like get done because it's like at least that one little milestone, you know what I'm saying? If it's if anything, you know what I'm saying? Well, that that behavior kind of like is kind of how I live my life now. When I start something, I have to finish it. Period. I, I don't have anything unfinished in my life. I see everything through. I'm a long distance person, right? Marathon, marathon, I'm a marathon life. guy for sure. Like I don't pick things up, drop it. Pick things up, drop it. Like I'm known for only one thing: real estate. That's it. I don't do any other businesses. I don't get into anything but that. Because for me, I'm not finished that mission. Okay. Right. And when I tell people when I do finish that mission and I master it, then maybe I'll look into other things or I just go find different things to do. But I don't. I don't juggle things. See, like, I feel like that's something that a lot of people do. It's like, you know, we juggle a lot of things in life because it's like, yeah, we have a lot of different passions. But then, like, we don't really, like you like you were saying, like, lock in yeah, until lock we, in. like, focus in on one thing lock and in. see it through. Because, Look at Kobe. Like, Kobe stayed on the Lakers. He had a chance to leave. He's like, nah, I'm not done here, y'all. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Just Jordan, same place. You know, certain guys just... Mm. Lifer, like Lifer, you know, like they just and, and, you drafted and, me here. I'm staying here. And I'm, you gotta finish it gotta through. Finish it. And like, be what, legendary. It's funny, like you say, Kobe, because one thing I love about that Kobe comparison is like, you see how we stayed it through from like 17 to 37. As soon as he was done, ball, he was done, ball. He was done, ball. It was like, all right, I'm on to my. He doesn't other miss it. He's I'm not doing. trying. He's yeah, done. like I'm done. I, I did everything I have to do, yeah. and like you said, he saw it through, and now it's on to the next venture. Yeah, because like, yeah, because people don't understand like. You know, there's no timing on success. There's no timing when you're going to be a millionaire. There's no time. Some people get it early and lose it at the end. Or some people get it late. They don't get it early. They struggle and they get it late. Mm-hmm. Right? So you just don't know when your time is. Exactly. You don't know when it's going to click for you. And, like, that that's the big point about staying ready. Because you, stay you ready. don't know when your time is. Because, like, like you were saying, you had to go through so many L's before you really started seeing any Their success. L's. And taking L's within the wins, too. That that's the thing that people don't talk There's about. There's no perfect season. That's ex- <laughs> you know what I mean. That's the thing that people don't talk about. You take like, L's you within know. the wins too. Like people may see me and say I'm winning, but bro, I take L's daily. Mm. Yeah. See, like that's 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 the biggest thing because, like I said, like a lot of people don't talk about that because 
a lot of people see people winning, but then they don't know the struggles in between. So when even they get to some sort of success, they don't know how to handle it. You know they what I'm saying? They, know, they don't. That's a, anything in life. Right? I I always tell people I start judging you when I see you at your worst. I never. I don't care about your highlights and how you are. I don't care how you treat me when you're at your best. It's how you treat me when everything got taken away from you. Are you still that person? And then then I know you're you're true. Everything else is just. Illusion, smoking mirrors. At the end of the day, everyone's Bro. happy when everyone's up. Facts, facts. You know, you know? But who's gonna be there when it's all taken away? So when I went through what I went through, I start to see who was around me, who who came checked on me, who. But it's not, it's not good enough to say, Aaron, we knew you were gonna get through it. Yeah, we knew. Yeah, toxic, toxic. I call that toxic positivity. You know, it's so funny you know that I mean? you say that because, like, for me, going through my situation, I used to hate when people would say. You know, DJ, if anybody could go through it, it could have been you. Toxic I'm positivity. like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> it's called toxic positivity. I just learned that uh, six months ago. Like, you can be too positive to somebody. You know what I mean? Sometimes we want to hear, like... I want to hear that, that, that side that you're not trying to tell me. Let me know that exactly. so I can fix up, bro. Yeah, exactly. Don't just, like... Ugh. Like it's too cliche. Yeah, yeah, like you know what I'm saying, and especially it's. I feel like sometimes it's condescending to me. It like, is condescending. Know? Very. It's it's almost disrespectful. Because it's like you assume that I can just go through things, and like I'm not human, mm-hmm. and like I don't need some support from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the huge thing about it. Is like we just assume that everybody's strong enough to deal with their shit. Yeah, people always think I have a quote that I wrote that I can't quote it right now. Um, but they always feel like strong people don't always have to be strong. Yeah. You know, like for me, like, you know, I've always been independent. I've never, you know, showed too much weaknesses to most people, but there, I do have my vulnerability and my, my, my weak, my blind spots as well too. But you know, like t- toxic positivity is like the worst thing. Like I hate when people do it. Yeah, like you'll make it back or, <laughs> or I knew, I knew you wouldn't stay down for too long and this, but I'm like, yo. There were days, you know, you could have came with a bag of groceries, and it could have just been a, a one-hour piece in my mind, you know. But just, hey, just I that. got through it. Though. You know what I'm saying? I'm it's like yeah. I know how I feel. It's no like that feeling. that Tupac, the, the Tupac song, "I Ain't Mad at You." It yeah. hit different once you hit those L's because yeah. it's like you know, no hard feels. I ain't mad at you, but I do remember though when when it was down. You know, what I'm saying yeah, I know yeah, who yeah. was there. You yeah. know, what I'm saying, but it is what it is. But you know, we're gonna switch off to a little bit now. Just in general, you know, black male growing up in society, like, just tell me how this your views on society and like how you feel it is right now, and like you know what's going on, and like how that has affected you personally. Ooh, man, you know, <laughs> I'm a little stubborn, right? So I really don't care about society mm-hmm. and what's happening in society. To be honest, like for me, I'm just focused on me. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to be selfish in the sense that. You know, you're just taking care of your daily needs and, and, and building yourself up. For me, I just think, like, society and the world is one big show, and I don't try to get caught up in it. And it has and, and it has multiple episodes and multiple series, and, you know, it swings left and swings right by the minute. Literally. Um, for me, it's about, you know, setting my goals, um, understanding the route that I got to take, taking care of the people around me that I love, trying to inspire and motivate the people around me to be the best version of themselves um, and make sure that my family's taken care of 
and that's that's my world i live in my world mm-hmm. um i don't live in the world ah. um and it makes me happier puts me more at peace um i don't care about a lot of things like i materialistic things don't move me i am grateful for when i do acquire them but it's it's not something i wake up and get depressed over i feel you know like what i mean if it comes it comes if it doesn't it doesn't and through hard work everything gets rewarded and if that's how i want to reward myself that's how i reward myself but the key thing here is for me my mission is um you know just every day just being a better version of myself and and unlocking the codes of my struggle and what that means is like for you for example year one of your struggle was Mm -hmm. wow so if you were to look back year one and you see yourself now doing a podcast you would have never thought that when you were laying down oh nah fuck no (laughs) right but you 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 cracked certain codes in your thinking to kind of get there yeah yeah for me it's like okay I was in a group home not too long ago. Boom. Got a job. Boom. Shit. Single dad. Boom. All right. Defeated that. Oh, I'm in real estate. Got my first property. Oh, shit. Now I'm building fucking condos. Oh, shit. So it's almost like you're just cracking your code to keep climbing. And it kind of happens. As shit comes your way, you just deal with it. But you're just cracking that code. You know, you're just hacking life. I know what you mean in a sense because it kind of just like when it's happening too at the same time, you're like, wow, like. That's is this shit. it? Yeah. Is I'm this like, the finale? Like, like, am I gonna go bankrupt right here? Oh shit! This is it. And then you lay down. Then you, then you, then you, you remember your training and you remember your studies. You pick up a book. You lock in. You tell your friends, "Don't call me for six months. I'm in the lab." Then you get out of it. And you're like, "Whew, shit! That was a close call, but I got." It. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's the thing. Like I love like how you said too, because like that kind of goes back, circles back to what you said earlier. How it's good to be selfish in ways because like i'm a person that always said that too because i realized especially like after being going through everything i went through that being selfish is a thing that we need and that we it's not celebrated as much because we don't take care of ourselves yeah, take care of a lot of people take care of everybody else Point except for themselves exactly. how does that make sense yeah. you're not giving your all to this person mm-hmm. whoever you're trying to take care of if you're not taking care of yourself you gotta the take most. care of yourself so i feel like for you to say like you know going back to like you know being a better version of yourself every day that helps the people around you yeah like right now my friends hate me because uh i changed my phone number <laughs> i got a private line i'm only talking to certain people throughout the day because i want to lock in Mm-hmm. I can't deal with the group chats. I can't deal with all the hey, what are you doing today? Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. Mm, no. So I got, I got a private number that only five people who we do business got locking, got close out the year strong. Not, but that's that. I think but I'm, I'm being ultra selfish right now. But that should be respectable, cause like if people know, they understand. Know. Like, like you know oh, Aaron's saying? in the lab again. Yeah, <laughs> the lab coat's on. Yes, when he comes out, it's like Dexter. When he comes out, he's gonna have a new project all done, and we yeah. and then he's here to but talk. You have about. to, bro. Like, listen, I'm first generation, right? <laughs> I know what that, I, know I do. One. I have no examples of. Mm-hmm. I bought my first crib before my dad even bought his first crib. So my my dad kicked me out when I was 16. And I bought my house before my dad bought his house. I think my dad bought his house when he was like 50, 51. So, and I bought my first crib at 21. And I bought my first crib before most of the people in my family. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a land developer. Um, so, you know, right now we're building 90 houses in Brampton. We're building another 24 in Lake Simcoe. We're just, we're building a plaza in Bowmanville. 
I have had, moves, I've never had I've never had that example ever. And mind you, what I'm saying is I got kicked out of my house at 16. I was on the street at 16. Yeah. I remember having to beg my friends for bus fare, or I remember having to scrape coins just to get like a Tony Tuesday meal or something, you know, mm-hmm. like real crazy shit, or you know, making a girl like you and then she buy you a little something, you know, like you to get through the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It is You know what? This is the real podcast. We're gonna talk real. Yeah, real Yo, people tell the real stories. Hustle, do our thing. So, yeah. You know, for me to know that I'm running a multi-million dollar company with no parents' help, most of my family doesn't even understand what I do for a living. I'm now just the favorite nephew. Or, oh, of course. Everybody love you yeah, now. Yeah, I'm Everybody love you now. Where were y'all when I was 16, though? If they can wave the coconut leaf or whatever, the branches and all that, like King Tut's coming down, you know, that's my life. But I don't get caught up in that. I just know it's just human behavior, you know? Yeah. People always want to be with the hype. People want to be with the easy. But yeah, nobody sure. wants to go through the constant struggle. So the key about life is knowing where you are on the board at all times right Real i think time. a lot of people get caught up and lost in the superficial love that people throw at you when everything is going good you got to be able to absorb it because it's a drug it's a drug you got to be able to absorb it and when you go home you take it off and say that wasn't real this is who i am i got more work to do but that's why you see athletes rappers entertainers they get caught up in this because they feel that's what they're chasing but then they don't know. They don't see the the, the 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 disappearing hands that are pulling. And when 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 it all crumbles, like where did my money go? Where did my things go? And oh, you realize, chill. That day you were drunk and you gave your boy your Bentley, and then he crashed it. And he crashed it. <laughs> and then you're counting. You weren't managing your money, and he was taking from you. And your mom wanted this, and your dad wanted this. And I'm it- the king of saying no. So before I even hear what your question is, I say no. And then I process it and then I come back and say, well, you know what? What you asked for, I can give you a quarter of it or I can give you 5% of it. You got to go get the next 95 from somewhere else. But this is my contribution. I understand that that should be like wholly understandable because it's <laughs> like I feel I'm a big person to that, too, because like, you know, what I'm saying that it comes from a time saying, like, nah, I can't I can't do this for you. Like, I can't be helping you because at the same time i need to help myself like we said earlier so how am i gonna keep helping you if, if i don't help me yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and you know like they always say the, the great saying you can teach someone how to like you could feed someone for a day but if you feed, learn teach them how to fish, fish they can for eat for life facts and that's what that like i say this to myself like when i was going through my situation you know the only reason why i'm still here sitting talking to you with a smile on my face because i've learned to fish mm right and i've made my own ocean too yeah on top of that like on you know what i'm saying that, that's that's another that's the like the extra level so right there. for me now i'm not in the game of chasing money because money is something i will always have because i've built the mindset and the muscle to to make money okay right everyone wants money but money is something you have to learn to make yeah for real like and i've <laughs> spent 15 years learning how to make money so i will always have money and like I, I won't be the richest yeah in the world i could if i wanted to but i don't really care to be but i know how to survive let's put it that way and i feel like that's the big thing if i like, need to know how to if i need 10 grand 15 grand 20 grand i built that machine to kind of just turn that but so my mission is beyond money now it's bigger than that 
right? It's you know going back home to Trinidad, building schools, building education centers, giving back, giving like you back. know, and not even just giving back. Just, just I feel I was brought here to take from here to bring back home. So when people like myself come up here, they're more equipped. I feel like Caribbean people when we come here, we're lost. We don't understand the banking system. We don't understand real estate. We don't understand assets. We don't understand um, leveraging. Mm-hmm. We don't understand um, saving. We don't understand investments. So these are things that if you know if you brought it back to the Caribbean and they learned it there and it was in their curriculum and is embedded in their DNA from young, when they come here, they're ready to rock and roll. And it's even better for the people over here because you know especially the Canada where they love people who immigrate over here mm-hmm. and then boom you can provide to the society the, exactly. the, the, the like economy immediately exactly. because you know what the fuck you're doing i think that's more fun for me i don't money's money like it's only fun when you're spending it but how much shit you're gonna have it just becomes a mess in your house you know like, yeah I, 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 20 I, I pairs like of shoes that. i need to be put away or 40 <laughs> pairs of shoes you know what i mean like it's or just, jackets everywhere you know like i'm over it bro it just becomes too much after a while but like i love what you say where like you gotten to the point where it's like almost to the point where you just want to inspire people i do know? yeah and I feel like that's like you know while I'm growing too. Yeah, because like that's the that's the best gift that you can give people. It's yeah. like you know constant inspiration, and then while you grow, on top of that, they're seeing your growth, so it's added inspiration because exactly. it shows you that we're, there's never a, a like a ceiling. There's no glass ceiling here. No, you no, know, no, 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 no limitations for sure. And like no one would know what I do. Like if you see me, I'm a Jordan one, hat backwards, normal guy. You never know. No, no, I just don't care. Like you know. <laughs> But like sit, the, sit down, talk Kobe all day. You know, yeah, I'm never, I'm never sizing my chest. I'm bigger than you. None of, for me, it's just about being a good person all around because I've been on both sides. Mm-hmm. So you know, people in my situation come like I've dumbed down the story. Obviously, yeah, of course, we don't have that much time to get into the raw of it. But you know, for me, it's like, all right, how about that kid who is going to go through what I went through? And I know he's not going to be as strong as me. And we have examples of kids who aren't as strong as me because I've never been arrested, never been to jail. Mm-hmm. But I've been in so many tight situations. <laughs> I know, well, I know those ones. I know right. those ones for but sure. Then look at me, if, look at me, kids that look like us that are incarcerated. So they weren't as strong as us to say no. Last minute pullout. No one to go home. Take being teased and be like, "Yo, you're a punk. You're not going to ride out. Yo, you're soft." And and turn up and take that and some people say no i'm not soft and, and go do it yeah it's, it's the pride of, the pride they fuck you up you know yeah, what i'm so, saying so the pride really we, fuck you we, up. we come from that environment where you know i'm trying to show that kid like yo being a square is bless it's a bless life see like that's, it's a good shape to be you like, know? <laughs> that's the thing that i hate that's not preached more in the hood i like, love being a square like like you know i would like to say it's like just being you because like you be know that's you, one man. thing that for me, especially growing up in the hood, that like I put a time I felt like I had to fight for it, where it was like, yeah, you know, I don't want to be like the street nigga because like you know I may see where that leads up to, but in a day I ain't no bitch, and I'm gonna be me and I'm gonna still be out here and I'm not gonna let anyone deter that. And I feel like that was a big thing because like after a while, once I got that like. I felt like it was just the respect from everybody that was like, yeah, he don't do that. But, like, you know, he's just that cool nigga out here that's just like, you know, smokes weed, reads books. And, like, you know, just on his shit. And, like, I loved that because, like, it was just that acceptance of that instead of, like, pushing people out. Like, oh, no, he's square. Nah, he's still around. He's still out here. But, like, you don't do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Encourage them to do the things that they do best because yeah. that's the only way how we're going to make it. Yeah, like, for me, 
like I said, I'm selfish. I've been selfish. Like I never cared what anyone thought. I was, I knew I was on a mission. I, I'll laugh like, okay. And these are the same guys now. Like, oh man, I wish I listened to you. You know this that because you know it's it's the problem with these kids nowadays. They're just looking for like acceptance and love. They don't get it from home. They, their parents might not be there. So the streets is kind of it's family. It's family, right? For me, I was lucky. I had my my stepmom and my dad, so I had a balanced household. Um, I never always listened to them, obviously, because I had my own thing. But you know, I never needed acceptance from the streets. I never cared. I um, I always knew they what they were chasing. We were both chasing the same things, but just in a different way. Yeah, you know I'm saying. You but think- I knew my way was gonna prosper more. They just didn't see it. That's the You're thing. not going to retire as a drug dealer. It's no not going to happen. <laughs> You're not going to have a pension plan as being a drug dealer. You're not going to not find yourself in dangerous situations. And it's not going to happen. One of my biggest wake-up calls is because, you know, art, like, art imitates life. So I always realize, I'm like, I used to love watching like gangster movies. And I'm like... There's never a good ending. Never. Like, like, there's never one where, like, oh, yeah, he sold all the bricks, and then he moved out, of, he moved out, and then he never went to chill, ever. ever. Never got shot at. He was just living life. And like. that's what I look at. I'm always, I'm always, like, I always look at the probability of things, like, the likeliness of something working out in your favor. So, for me, I was, like, okay, 90% of drug dealers get killed or go to jail. And ninety percent of the millionaires in the world come from real estate. I'm a roll with that ninety. You know, what I, I mean? mean that's a better probability. I'm not gonna lie yeah, to you. Like, <laughs> I'm a roll with that ninety. But I don't know how people just miss the facts. I th- it's I th- right there, right in front of you. I think sometimes, uh, like the best thing I say, the best, the hardest things to see is the one things that are right in front of you. Exactly. Because like you know, you're just seeing everything behind that. Because mm-hmm. you're seeing oh what things you can get from that, but then you're not seeing okay, but the path is right in front of you. Because you got to take. You know, every 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 marathon starts with a step. Right, facts. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not taking that step, but you're looking at the finish line, of yeah. course you're not going to get there. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a and big everybody's thing. everybody's in a rush, too. Yeah, and that's for the no, thing. Rush for nothing. Because, like, we don't know when, when the, time, the time's going to hit. And, like, one thing I realized, too, is, like, a lot of successful people, they really, like, get to their success way past people would assume like you know mm-hmm. the average because people always assume like oh we're supposed to get it in our 20s and mm-hmm. everything but like sometimes it don't work out like that sometimes people make it the most of their life in their 40s and 50s you yes. know what i'm saying so the way the way it is right it's obviously you have your infancy stage your dependency stage but 20s is where you learn mm-hmm. so your 20s you're learning and i went through this you learn your 30s is where you apply. Uh-huh. So right now, I've learned in my 20s. Now I'm applying everything. So I'm making mistakes because I'm doing it. Your 40s is where you start to reap the benefits from it. But society switches it and makes you think in your 20s, you're supposed to be balling out. You see kids on Instagram in a Lamborghini and a Ferrari, and they're an expert. They want to teach you a course. <laughs> they they want to do all this. They Dude. You just wipe baby milk off your lips. Like, what are you talking about? I don't understand. But this is what society has. And and that causes depression on people looking at those things because then they feel like they're behind. Yeah. Because nobody wants to hear a guy like me, 35, say, yeah, bro, you're supposed to be applying the work now. And 40 is when you're going to be on the yacht and be in Tampa Bay and <laughs> Fort Lauderdale and have the cigar and catch the car. Yeah, that's boring, though. Thanks. 
right? You want to be in Supreme right now. You want to be in LV. You want to be drippy. You want to. You gotta understand. The key to life is living outside the matrix. Get your head outside the matrix and understand that big corporations they just remember they're young like ourselves. We have disposable income. Yeah. They want our disposable income. They want all they, that they, money. A mature person isn't going to just spend money in society. They're, very they're, true. They're, very they're, true. They're saving. They're putting trust funds in place they're taking care of their family line they're building their legacy when you're in your 20 you're throwing money away so they manipulate you to think that you're behind so you're you're spending and burning fuel to to keep up but that fuel should be going into your business should be going into your studies should be going into um your passion and then let it play out right so for me i was lucky enough that you know i took my fuel so i bought my first property with ten thousand dollars yeah you can't buy a property for ten thousand dollars now. No, no, no. no so imagine I blew that ten thousand dollars, and now I'm trying to get in the game. I need a hundred grand, right? So I got in the game at the lowest possible point of my life, which was ten grand, and I've turned that into whatever I've turned it into mm-hmm. because I wasn't caught up in the matrix of life, right? I knew you can't be balling out and live at that stature from 20 years old exactly well that's a that's big a, thing that's that's 80 years of keeping up with that that's not that's impossible yeah. like who I does do it at 40 because it's halfway i could i could keep up with it for 40 years maybe you, you know but not 80 you know? and you're not even gonna be going that hard at that age because you're gonna yeah. be like ah you know i'm tired now yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah the key the other thing too like and this is this is for you as well in your situation like you know you, you mentioned something but i won't say it but you know in your situation you gotta look at this is how millionaires are made all right, I'm in my situation. All right, these are the complications of my situation. How can I make this problem easier for somebody else and solve a problem in your situation that everyone just buy into? So that's life. To become a millionaire, you gotta solve a problem. Like, th- thank you for even saying that, because like, because you know. in your, I, I wouldn't know what it is to live in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So I can't be a millionaire in a wheelchair right now because mm-hmm. I don't know the problems to solve. But if you sit around and be like, damn, this could be easier if I could just do this and do that. And then you go and you fucking put it together and boom, boom, boom. That's how you become a millionaire. That, that, honestly, that's some real shit. Because trust me, there's a lot of problems that we go through. You know what I'm saying? On a daily so basis. Now when you sit here every day, when you're doing you just think like. And then you research. Okay. Maybe I hit up this manufacturing company. Okay. All right. Let me pull some investors together. Okay. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. And that's how millionaires are formed. See, someone back way, way got paralyzed and this wheelchair got invented. And this wheelchair costs, what, five grand? Yep. Yeah, you, you right on point. You so, right on point. So whoever, <laughs> so whoever invented this wheelchair is a multimillionaire. That ass. And, and they patent it, right? But there's, it's not perfect. No, no, no. That can be even, just about. even your living situation. Maybe there's something that you could add or solve that can make. And people spend money to get that 1% of comfort. See, this is some real shit. This is this is like you know a billion dollars worth of game. You that's know what I'm saying? saying. We like, gonna switch so, up. Like that's saying. why everything happens for a reason. Maybe you wouldn't have been a millionaire walking. That's honestly that's some real shit. Cause like you know <laughs> I've been thinking about that lately, especially too. Cause like because we were saying so everything happens for a reason. Exactly. Well, have you been looking for the reason? Because it was funny. Cause like one of the one of the things like I was I was always passionate about like like acting and shit like mm-hmm. that when I was younger, but like never really went into it because it was like meh. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, my my highest mark in high school aside from gym class was drama because yeah. like i don't know it was just a natural for it or maybe but, dramatic i don't know uh, maybe it's a little bit of both i'm not gonna lie <laughs> a little bit of both <laughs> <laughs> 
My son gets good marks in drama and uh, Jim, and uh, he's, he's he's freaking dramatic. So it was, it's a little bit of both, but it was like I never nurtured that when I was younger because it was all like you know yeah. athlete shit and all that type of stuff. And then I got hurt, and then like it just so happened that like one of my social workers kind of just like slipped me one of these things, like, hey, you know, why don't you audition for this? Like, you say you want to talk for a living, mm-hmm. like, why not? Mm-hmm. I tried it out, and once I hit the set, I was like, yeah, this, I, I remember, I love this shit. Like, mm-hmm. this is me, and I'm like, I didn't, I wouldn't have never had it. Ah, fuck, I would not have, we would not have had that opportunity if I was walking because all I was focused on was oh my job and paying my bills. Being on the road. being in this situation gave me that time to be like fuck all that other shit. Well, look at it this way, right? Drake is known for being in a wheelchair and, and he can walk. Nah, wheelchair Jimmy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of the reincarnation of wheelchair Jimmy, no cap. You know what I'm saying? Baller got shot. You know what I'm saying? And we out here with the mic now. You know. But hey, so at the end of the day, you know, like Drake, that's how, that's what he's known for, the grassy wheelchair Jimmy. So that's what I'm saying. It all starts so. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So you can fill right in. Yeah, but uh, all right. You know, saying now we were talking all this, but one thing we always got to get into. You know, what I'm saying big thing on the show, mm-hmm. mental health aspects. Now, mm-hmm. now, and you know what I'm saying I want you to tell me about something. We already been through some situations. Mm-hmm. And we can even dab into that about situations that really first like brought your attention to mental health and like how did you like cope with that you know what i'm saying getting through all that yeah mental health for me is is um it's a work in progress every single day um it's not see people think mental health is either you have it or you don't for me mental health mental health is like working a muscle right so it's like constantly working at it to keep it strong because if you don't then then it'll get weak you, if you don't use it you lose it right so for me like you know i just i just took a mental health break last week so i shut off all social media shut down my phone no one could get a hold of me i just went to the gym every morning came home ate my ate my meals and just read um because i just felt like i was slipping behind and some 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 i always get these things where i feel like i'm falling behind like if i feel i'm not reading enough i start to feel like i'm not i'm not feeding my mind enough so i gotta, I gotta I'm, shut I'm, it down and read i'm on that wave right now because i honestly i feel like, like I'm i get not a, like my, my i just get a trigger like shit i'm running on autopilot right now i'm, I'm not reading the manual i'm not so I, I opened back up my books and started just, I'm like, ah. And I started laughing while I'm reading and smiling. I'm like, okay, I'm on the right path. Okay, okay, I got it. Okay, I understand. And then now now I woke back up my social media. My phone is back open. So you always got to know this, 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 your triggers and just kind of like shut it down when you need to or amplify it when you need to or reach out to somebody when you need to. Um, growing up, you know, my mental health started like when I was 16, you know, a lot of emotions. Parents kicked me out. I'm in the streets. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I was angry for like seven, eight years. But I always kind of like had older people I can go to and talk to and just reason. And uh, they couldn't help me in my situation, but they could at least give me some pointers. And I, and I, then I would see things I could look out for and be like, okay, cool. And then then when I got my job, you know, I made sure, you know, I set goals. Like, I, yo, I can go on my computer right now and show you goals from like 2008. <laughs> Every year I'm writing new goals. You know, and there's things on there that I get, and there's some things on there that I don't get. But I always try to set goals, um, and then I just try to surround myself with positive people. Um, and they don't have to be perfect people. They don't have to oh, be. Of as course, rich. nobody's be, perfect. They don't have to be as rich as me, or they, or rich, or they don't have to be what. It's just good, good people. 
people are willing to listen. I like to be around people who are willing to grow and learn and go through things. You know, everybody wants things too easy and it drives me nuts because I want to see you fight for something. Because <laughs> I want to know when shit hits the fan, I'm, I have fighters on my team. See, I love that you say that because that kind of reminds me of like something where, because I always equate ball to life. You know, mm. I know as a baller, you probably do the same. Yeah. And my big thing in basketball, what I used to hate, I hate when people switch. Mm. It's like, why are you switching? switching fight over that. Life? Yeah, like yeah. fight over fight screen. Because yeah. like that's like... I want to see that you. you then you I'm won't like me because I don't like defense. So. Oh, that's. <laughs> oh no! All oh, no. offense. Oh nah, fam. We gotta. Yo, I'm not a good defender. It, it doesn't matter. It's all effort. You, yeah. you know, my efforts on the other end. I can't be great at both ends. Uh, I'm not a two-way player. I, uh, yeah, all right, I can't. Uh, yo, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. I'm you know Steph, what I'm saying? Yo, just <laughs> I'm Steph, y'all. Let it fly, yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you make it up on one, you know, like your offense is your defense. That's I'm, what you're I'm definitely me. switching everything. Oh, man. You got it's like that, but like that's just me where I like to equate it to, like, yeah. you know, back. You're like a side. runner, test type guy, yeah? Uh, I would Bruce say. Bowen type? Nah, you know, defensively, somewhere around there. I'm not yeah, like yeah. cat to you. I was, I was real serious yeah. about it, but you know. No one's getting by you, eh? I would get blow by one too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not move like I was ultimate defender. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I get blow by sometimes. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I've been dropped once in my life. Sadly, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I've never touched. I don't the know if you were there for that. I've never touched the ground. <laughs> I've touched the ground, but that's that's the defender moves. Well, that's because I don't play defense. You see, I touched ground. I've been dunked on. <laughs> okay. All that. It's yeah. all happened to me. But you know, I know what that player you are. Yeah, I go you for just it. Always all. get in there and this things happen to you. It it is what it is. Yeah. But you know, I try to get it back though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's the thing. I I come back on offense a little that's bit. Good. You know what I'm saying? But no, now we're winding down to this. So, you know, currently, you know what I'm saying? I know we talked a little bit about what you're doing so for, you know. Let us know what you're doing and like what's the future hold? Like, you know, I know we're you're always talking about the goals and you know, we ending up the year and all that. Like, yeah. you know, what's the future hold? Well, for what I do, so I'm in real estate. I've been in real estate for fifteen years. I'm a licensed realtor. Um, I've been licensed for what? 10, 10 plus years now. Deep um, in the game, young vet. Yeah, yeah, I'm a young vet for sure. Um, I'm an investor. I'm an investor first, so, you know, I've been buying pre-construction condos, condos, apartment buildings, uh, land. We buy everything in real estate. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I just, you know, for me, it was just, you know, I just didn't want to be poor. And what I mean by poor wasn't financially mindset wise mm. and me pushing the boundary of not wanting to be poor allowed me to have some financial gains um i've taken some financial losses as well pushing the envelope getting into bad business deals but it comes with it so you know business has showed me kind of like what life's all about it's it's i think business is the ultimate life because it's like you meet a lot of people that's very true. You get rewarded very well. Um, you go through a lot, and it's a it's like a constant game. Like you know, you, you, it's like you're trying to do good business with people, but you got to protect yourself, mm. right? No matter how good you think you are with somebody, that person could be the person to to take a life away from. So you. it's literally a, a, a constant chess game. It's a constant chess game that you can't really master right away, but eventually you can master your own chess game. Um, it's taken me places I've never thought I would ever been. Like I've been to Dubai, I've been to Thailand, I've been to I've been all over the world. I've been Caribbean, I've been I've been everywhere. I had I've had so many experiences from a very young age. Um, you know, 
I've been able to give my son a good life. You know, I, I help my parents out, take care of my parents, take care of my siblings. You know, I have younger siblings going to school and stuff. So, you know, they live, some of them live back home. So, you know, their school fees. Yeah, you know, all just, that. Yeah, I've able, it just been able to. But, see, the thing is, it's like a lot of people don't know what it actually took me to actually be that way. You know, mm-hmm. I could have just been 16 years old in and out of de- detention centers, could have been on the roads, could but I, I chose to just better myself. Um, not only for me, but for my family. Yeah, because um, like it's it's the bigger picture. It's the bigger picture, and I, I think you see it too. Like, you know, when you're young, you never think you have to take care of anybody. But when you see your parents get older, if you really love them, you want to make their life a little easier. Facts. facts. It's, it's just something you want to do. You know. So I think I owe it to my family to do well in my young age to make their older age. As easy as possible. possible. As easy as possible. And not spoil them, but just if you need a hand, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Or Don't worry you, about or it. Or if you know you get got into a jam, someone who loves you, you can call. That there's you know no worries. Gonna, and there's no saying? worries. You're not you don't have to beg. You don't have to plead. You don't have to not be stressed to pay back this person. Exactly. Mom's gonna just say, I'm gonna call my older son who's in foreign and he's gonna deal with it. He's one gonna day. deal with it. And she don't have to go beg the neighbor and have shame in her face. And, that, that's you know, the, I know. That's that to me. That's the best feeling. Bro. I was just about to say that's that. The best it's the best feeling. feeling like bro. it's it's kind of weird because it's like and it's it, nothing to do with me. Yeah. See, see how selfishness. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm about to say it's selfish too because it's like yeah. it, like it, it's all about how you bettered yourself so much to the point where you can help others, and that is the great feeling because it's like you know what I'm saying. You know, imagine you hear your mom say, "EJ." You know that cruise you sent me on was blessed. <laughs> you know, and you're home. Soon, mom. Soon, mom. We're going to do I, that. <laughs> I, but I'm just saying, and you're home grinding at your computer while she's telling you this. You know, it's time my mom be like, yo, that restaurant was nice, son. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, mom. Okay. I'm just trying to solve this problem right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's like, because I'm grinding for them to enjoy things. Real that shit. Normal. I know they didn't put themselves in position to. But, you know, out of love and, you know, I just try to help my family. You know, my brother, he's a DJ. He's, he was saving up um, to buy whatever iPad or the MacBook or whatever. You know, I just bought it for him and say, yo, you know, my brother's a barber, bought his stuff. Just try to help as much as I can. Because when you see they have the passions, you give them the pa- tools. You yeah, know? you have to because, you know, as black people, like, you know, so, we don't have a lot. We can't go to bank and get a loan that easy. Trust me. <laughs> we, we can't. The simplest thing that other races can go and do, it takes us 10 times, you know, and not everyone's strong to keep trying, right? Like, when I wanted a job at TTC, I called him every day for a year. And the guy never picked up, but I called every day for a year. And when the guy finally picked up, he's like, I know who you are. I heard your voice for a year every day. That's the type of person I am. It was He knew from the dedication. He's like, you know what? Facts. I'm eventually going to have to talk as to soon this as, kid. Yeah, as soon as I got, yo, like, the other day I was working on a multi-million dollar deal. Um, I called the guy every day for two weeks. He's like, fuck, man, you're annoying. I'm like, yeah, because you have something I want. <laughs> Just give me what I want. Yes, <laughs> and then I got the deal, signed the deal. No, no, I don't patient, have to call you anymore. Patient persistence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got to go after. So to, to, to your question, like, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, now I'm in land development. So I went through the whole cycle of real estate. Started from buying one house. And, you know, I'll give you a funny story. Um, I remember when I bought my first property. I was 21. I got the keys. I went to go see the property. And it was in Hamilton. So a white family came up. Mm-hmm. 
get the F off my property. Oh, so God. we'll call the cops. And I got me a landlord. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, where my rent money, nigga? Yeah, well, I'm here to collect rent. No, you're not. Calling the owner. And he's like, yeah. Is it a black guy? Yeah. And then, you know. So, you know, just growing up, you know, you had to get, I had a lot of doors shut on me because it's like, I'm a young black kid in real estate. That's never been really seen before. For real. Um, and I was just, you know, I, you know, you have to deal with some stuff. People tell you, oh, you'll never make it. Oh, you know, you know, you deal with all the the negative talks. But you know, like I said, I'm that practicing that selfishness and pra- practicing that I don't give a fuck mentality is not to hurt people. It's to shield you from what people are trying to do to you. For real, right? So when people used to throw that my way, I used to just laugh and be like, you'll see. You know, and now you know my I I started a development company called Golden Triangle Development, and now we're developing properties. So what that means pretty much is we're buying land, we're developing on it, taking it to the city, proposing plans, putting where there was one house, now we're putting up a building, or where there was one house, we're putting up now twenty four townhouses. Where there were maybe four houses, we're knocking those down and putting ninety townhouses. So what I'm trying to do with Real estate is solve a problem. Mm-hmm. So the problem that I'm trying to solve now is how can I take the product and take the finances and capital and help people in my community become homeowners? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to make as many black families as I can become homeowners. And I've already been doing that for the last five, seven years. I've turned so many people in our community into millionaires by getting them to real estate. So how, how did I do that? You know, I started programs where we'll build a house and we'll give you the loan to buy the property from us and do a shared partnership. So instead of coming and renting from us, we're giving you the down payment to actually purchase the house from us. Oh, right? look at this. so it's really giving that leg up, like we were saying earlier, giving the tools. Giving the know? tools up. And and when I started that um, five years ago, those same people now that I've made millionaires or made close to millionaires are now people reinvesting back into my company where we're mm-hmm. now building 190 condos and we're 200 just, units. It's just building on everything. People understand. More, like, yeah, know? people understand. Like, you know, to be a trailblazer, you got to take the heat first for everybody else. Go through it. Like, I, ca- I, ca- I can't be in the Lambo and the Ferrari and the yacht and all that because I'm the trailblazer. You got to kick down the door. I, I'm kicking down the doors. I'm, I'm, and everyone behind me is living that good life. But I'm okay with that because you know that's what you do it for. Yeah, and I, like I'm like I've seen a lot of people haven't seen both sides of life. I've seen both sides of life, mm-hmm. and I don't. I know a lot of people can't handle the other side that I've been on. Right. For real. Um, real shit. Being in, being where guns are around, drugs are around. <laughs> you know, guys. Running girls and doing this and doing that. I was there. I was there full. Had no bedtime. I was, <laughs> I was bleaching all night long. I was high, high as a kite. You know, yeah. running from the boy and doing this, doing that. Like I was that when I was a teenager. But I want to be able to save somebody's son from having to go through that because I don't know if he's going to handle it like me. For real. Because right? a lot of people crack under the pressures. Everyone of that. thinks they're solid. Until the until, heat's on them, I used to solve it until the heat's on it. For real, I I mean, I, I, almost anything can melt. Like you know what I'm saying? If so you for me, know that. yeah. So for me, my goal is to um, help as many people identify and look like me, or and races that even rock with us to build financial wealth. And it's yo the crazy thing about 
making money in this country, it's so it's so easy. Once you once you just once you unlock the codes, you know, like you're saying, crack the code. It is so easy to make money in Canada. I'm telling you. Listen, Canada, we don't have wars. There's no bomb dropping here. We don't have terrorist attacks. We don't have really any famine or starvation. Um, we don't have any true violence here. You can wake up in the morning, walk into the bank, sit down with somebody and ask as many questions as you want consistently. Very true. But people don't do that. Like for me, my dad never taught me anything. I went to my financial advisor in the bank and said, what I got to do with owning a house? He goes, well, you have a job. Keep your credit this, do this, and come see me when you have this, these things. I said, okay, I'll see you. A year later, I came back. I have these things. Can I get a house? Yes, you can. Boom. Boom. Sick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was you know, like, oh, shit. This, that was that easy. It, was that, it wasn't even like, I got to be the smartest guy. And then, you know, you can, there's so many seminars. There's so many things. Mm-hmm. Yo, I used to be 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. I never went to clubs. I, I went to my own parties. I was making money. Mm-hmm. But I never went to clubs. Like yeah, you're not you're not there for fun. You know, what on saying? Saturdays and Sundays, I was at a lot of real estate seminars by myself. I said, fr- no, not my friends. I go by myself, meet people, boom, ask questions, go online, research. I'd be in the middle of the night. I my business partner tell you, I'll call him four o'clock in the morning. Yo, I'm trying to solve this problem. Can you help me? Yo, bro, I'm sleeping. Yo, please help me. <laughs> Yo, I didn't even know how to make an Excel chart. When when I say Excel, it doesn't mean you're just putting things like on organ like macros and formulas really and like calculating things i taught myself how to do those things just off the sheer will of wanting to know how to do these things canada is a great country for the simple fact that you know i i, I go back to trinidad i try to buy real estate in trinidad all the time mm. bank system is slow <laughs> everything is slow the bank closes in the middle of the day opens back it's just weird <laughs> it's just a weird system like you know People don't understand, like, you can just, like, you can go get, like, a loan. You can go get whatever. Even in this pandemic, people are getting served. People are getting this. People are getting that. Business loans, all these things. People are staying afloat. It's just, you know, I cracked that code early and said, wow, like, yo, all the information is here. I just got to organize it. And, and like you know thank you for just sharing that game with us though because yeah, you know that's what I'm saying what so you're, you're putting out a little bit for all of us you know, yeah, giving yeah. back same yeah, way you sure. know like saying. even for you like in your situation you gotta just use your time wisely you know and, and say okay what is it that I'm trying to accomplish okay I wanna be a homeowner okay what do I gotta do alright let me figure this out okay boom and just start it's, it's one big puzzle and just put it together you know internet's a powerful tool very very true right you know, what I'm you know learn anything in the snap of a finger nowadays anything anything you know. like it's 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 scary how fast you can learn something real for real like you know especially like growing up in the school system where it's like especially like for, for me and like you know pretty sure i'm sure for you too where it's like the internet wasn't really a huge thing like you're no, coming we, up with we, it, we got the like, internet at the tail end yeah you know what saying? it's like things. coming up with it but it's not like you know you know how to use it but you're not you're not gonna yeah. but it's not all the end all be all and like it's crazy how much information now like i feel like i've learned more from leaving school just from just finding information just yeah for sure diving into things yeah man like it's like you got to be curious about things in life you know what i mean you can't ask yourself why why did this happen to me like i remember i used to be like that when i was like stressed out like why my friends are happy they have their happy home but what i realized i'm happy i went through all that because the calluses i've built up yo 
my resilience level is on fleek. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's people around me that they can't even go through anything. It's like, mm. yo, you're soft. That is a soft situation. Okay, that happened to you. So what? Bro, like, someone like you in your situation, like, you, you doing what you're doing, I applaud it. Because it's like, you're back up, you're doing your thing. You're, and like, like Erwin was saying earlier, yo, it's good to show the growth. You know what I mean? And you'll get there. You just got to keep going. You never know who's gonna see your podcast and say, "Yo, I want that guy." <laughs> you know what I'm Fly him out to LA. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah, uh, you're signing six figure contracts, and then all of a sudden, you're taking that money. Then you're like, "Oh shit, I know a real estate guy. I interviewed him, Aaron. Yo, I got six figures. What's up? Boom, boom, boom. Yo, that's how life works. You know, we we, we we putting this into the you know the universe right of course. now. This is this you know we we forecasting this. Bro, it's come coming on. through. I you always tell it. people your handicap in life is your advantage. Facts. Because only you have your handicap. We're our, we're our own worst enemy exactly. when we, we you know once we get out of our own way. As long as you're solving problems, billionaires become billionaires because they solve world problems. Millionaires become millionaires because they solve people problems. Yeah, I ain't trying to solve the world's problem. I don't care that much, but I was solving people. We was solving people problems over problem 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 here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we do that for sure. But, you know, yeah. I, I like that. You know, that, that's what we go rapping right here. Rapping you know what I'm right saying? Here. Aaron, it was a great talk. Yeah. You know what I'm yo, saying? Great gonna, to have you. We got to do some check ins. Yeah, of course. We'll we, we, we keep it locked in. Get your we'll Instagram. Get in. your Instagram. Get your thing. We hang out once in a while. Oh, for when sure. you get your tire up and running. Yeah, you know what I'm back Just roll up on the mandem. No pun intended. No pun intended. You see me wheeling up on mats. You know what I'm saying? No, because, yo, like I said, for me, I like to be around resilient people. So whatever your situation is, as long as you're resilient, it means I can rock with you. Because it means you're not going to fold. You're going to you're gonna be there. You know what I mean? Right. it Everyone through. else is there, there till shit hits the fan and you're looking. And it's like you're by yourself. Exactly. Like, so, you know, that I resiliency. I by myself? I, I've had that many a times. And, you know, that's what I realized, too. Like, resiliency is key. And that's that. That perseverance. Just keep training that muscle, yo. Facts. And, like, you know, there's going to be... You gotta be careful. Like a lot of people, they they go, they they live off of momentum. They're happy now, so they're doing something, and then when they fall off, you always gotta stay consistently moving. Even keel, even keel, yo. Steady, steady wins the race, you know. So just always make sure every day you're just. So me and my friends, we always say one percent a day. Just try to accomplish one percent a day. Three hundred sixty-five days in a year, you'll you'll get three hundred sixty-five percent effort. But it's one percent a day. That's it. That's all it takes. So when the minute I start to feel burnt out for the day, I'm done. Right. That's a, that's a good saying to live by. One percent a day, one. and then you'll get there. And then once you, and then when you get there, you won't even realize how long it took you. Yeah, I love that. You know what I'm saying. That's life is funny. Now everybody, make sure you be trying to get that one percent a day. You know one percent a day. That's the money Aaron right here. Yeah. And now we also we got so we're gonna lock it off. You know, master twice. Will one podcast? Real people telling real stories. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, that was good, that was fun.